You're listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Anthony Owen. Anthony is the co-founder of a $20 million per year annuity agency, president of Annuity Agents Alliance and Annuity Innovation Systems, co-founder of Safe Money Radio Marketing, and monthly contributor to ThinkAdvisor. Each week, Anthony and his partners at Annuity Agents Alliance update you on the annuity business with marketing, sales tools, sales process, and case design strategies. Before we get started, hit that like button and subscribe so you don't miss information that will help you build your annuity business. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Owen, uh, president of Annuity Agents Alliance, and uh, Happy New Year. And uh, I am so happy to welcome uh, Martin Becker to our podcast, uh, the Annuity Agents Alliance uh, Agent Podcast, because uh, uh, we've been working together for a while now, and uh, he is definitely one of the brighter parts of my day when I get a call for him. So, Martin, welcome to the show. Tony, it's good to be here, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I like the background there. You got your uh, like company that. logo on a nice little glass. Yeah. And then your fireman's hat. We'll talk a little yeah. bit about why that's back there. But uh, you started with us back in uh, the end of 2018. And I thought, um, you know, I just opened this up and tell us a little bit about how you got started with this. And uh Maybe kind of uh, talk about, you, you know, the, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you got started with us and, and what your kind of mindset was in this business when we uh, had that first call. It, you know, it's interesting. It was kind of a fortuitous series of events. I actually came into the business, um, you know, you mentioned my, my fire helmet back there by trade. Yeah. I've been a, a firefighter paramedic for going on 20 years now. And in 2008, our pension system changed from a defined benefit to a defined contribution. So mm -hmm. I spent about seven years doing a very intensive search, trying to find a solution to my own retirement crisis. And I mm -hmm. looked at everything from franchises to stock strategies, to bond laddering, to uh, uh, real estate, precious metals, nothing was guaranteed. That was a problem. So I actually came across some information on cash value whole life insurance and how that process works. Got in touch with an agent. He set up a plan for me. And I remember talking to my wife and I, I, I said to her, I go, I can't be the only person having this problem. And I wonder if this is something I could do on my off days because we do 24 hour shifts. So Got in touch with him. He kind of blew me off at first. He goes, yeah, you know, go ahead and get licensed. I guess call me back. So I called him back like three weeks later. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, well, now what? And he goes, oh, you were serious. So that led me to my first IMO, which they were great, but they really focused on the cash value life insurance. Uh, but just being exposed to this industry, it gave me uh, kind of an end to annuities which I knew nothing about. So through a series of events, I went through several different IMOs and one of them recommended me to a lead gen company and I was going through their material. Guess who was on all the interviews? 
<laughs> Mr. Anthony Owen. So and I picked up the phone and called you. Uh, I think it had to do with that, uh, the safe money book. Mm. And I called you and I asked you if I could just buy some copies of it. And you, you literally laughed at me. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I, and when a little something like this, you go, and you go, well, absolutely not. Mm. Because basically your point was, if I just gave you a flight manual, it didn't teach you how to actually fly the plane, uh, you'd probably end up crashing inside the mountain. So uh, ended up moving all my contracts over uh, with you. And honestly, uh, you've been the only IMO that I've worked with that even though I wasn't doing a whole lot of volume right out of the gate, uh, you actually took the time to talk to me and teach me, treated me with respect, uh, hopefully saw some potential, I don't know. Um, but that's, that's how you and I ended up together, just a, a series of random events. Well, it's funny you mentioned that objection handle because that's a great objection for those of you who are looking for a good objection handle with your clients. Um, the whole flight manual uh, objection analyst has gotten us a lot of sales over the years with our clients. You know, would you, you know, if I was going to teach you how to fly a plane, would I just send you a manual or would I show you how to fly the plane? Um, you know, you can do the same analogy with if you needed heart surgery, you know, does your doctor send you manuals and brochures or do they do tests and diagnose and, and uh, make recommendations uh, based on that diagnosis? So, that's a good one. Works on agents too. Absolutely. <laughs> I just, I, you know, it's funny. I really distinctly remember uh, our conversation. You know, I've talked to thousands of agents over the years and I really distinctly remember uh, our conversation. One, I've always had, and you know, which many people do. I'm not unique in this respect, but you know, there's always a soft spot for emergency responders, right? I mean, we all, uh, you know, my, my first job, uh, first real job was a charter boat captain uh, out of Lahaina, uh, Hawaii. And I sailed across the Pacific Ocean from the mainland to start that, as some of you might know. And uh, I've been rescued by the Coast Guard uh, twice in my life. So, you know, when it comes to first responders, uh, uh, I have an appreciation there and I also had a very traumatic childhood and uh, the police were uh, a normal presence in, yeah. in, in that life. And so, um, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, if you're listening right now and you're a, f a fireman or a police officer and you're like, Ooh, well maybe I should sell annuities. It's like, yeah, think twice, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it's not easy. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, you know, I do remember our conversation because your frustration level was really high. I mean, first of all, I knew right away that you're a nice guy and you were trialing really hard. You weren't making excuses or anything like that, but your frustration level was really high. What, tell us a little bit about that frustration because I think a lot of people that are trying to get established in this business it, it, you know, it's not easy, right? I mean, it's, it's, not. it's so hard. Tell us a little bit about the frustration you had, where that frustration was coming from, and then, you know, kind of transition to where maybe you started to overcome that. Because I there were several conversations we had along the years where you were ready to quit. 
Absolutely. And I, I think where a lot of my frustration was starting when you and I first got together, uh, it, it's interesting because whatever, I guess, strategy or product that you're involved with, um, it, it kind of seems like uh, you're selling hammers and everything looks like a nail. And the original uh, organization that I was working with, uh, that particular product was the solution for everything. And the, the more acquainted I got with it and the better I got at analyzing it, don't get me wrong, it's still a great process and I use it myself, but it wasn't the end-all be-all for everything. So that's kind of when I came across, um, again, the, the lead gen system got hooked up with you. And we started having a lot of conversations. And I think one of my biggest problems was I saw the features and benefits of annuities and what they could actually do. And then again, everything looked like a nail when I was selling hammers. Mm -hmm. And the, probably the most important thing that I, I learned from you, know, you uh, and your brother and Bill Broach is solution selling. That was yeah. huge. That was huge. And once I started to really understand that aspect of it, it definitely helped me close some sales, which took some of the pressure off because all of my marketing expenses, um, those were being paid for by me doing overtime at the firehouse. Hmm. You know, one thing uh, I made sure I never went to do, which I, I think unfortunately a lot of people in this industry do uh, and end up leaving because they're just, they're carrying so much weight is they go into a lot of debt to pay for their marketing. Right. I was funding everything with uh, doing extra shifts at the firehouse. Now, hindsight being 2020, totally worth it. Mm. Totally worth it. And anybody listening to this, uh, not only uh, would I recommend getting hooked up with a great uh, IMO uh, like, like Tony runs, but do whatever you have to do to pay for your marketing. Mm. I don't care if you have to bartend or wait tables or bus tables or cut grass on the weekends, shovel snow, do whatever you have to do because eventually if you stick with it long enough, you will figure it out. And I guess a lot of that frustration that you're asking me about was just coming from, I didn't have enough time in the industry. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And that goes back to what I said earlier is you always treated with me with respect. You always picked up the phone when I called, you always uh, took the time to talk to me and walk me through things. And I never felt like I was being rushed or being blown off by you. So that, that was huge. And I think that's really 99.9% .9 of the reason I'm still in this industry. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously that doesn't apply to everybody. I mean, you know, I'd love to say that I'm a charity worker, but I think one of the things I saw in you um, that is so important is uh, not blaming uh, the circumstances and taking personal responsibility, right? Um, I've, I've, I've started this new thing. My wife has been bugging me for years to hire a fitness trainer, <laughs> like, you know, for years. And, uh, so I finally hired one. He comes over to my, uh, the warehouse that's attached to my, uh, office three days a week and just kills me. Right. <laughs> and 
um, I used to do keto and stuff to lose weight. I'd lose weight really fast, but then I would stop because it's, you know, it just was so hard to maintain that. And uh, through this process, I've been losing weight so slowly that it's just been driving me crazy, you know, like a half a pound at a time, you know, one pound a week. And I was complaining about it and he was being logical with me. And I said, you know, your, your facts are really not impacting my feelings right now. <laughs> facts don't care about feelings. Yeah. And, uh, feelings don't care about facts and facts don't care about feelings. It goes yeah. both ways. And uh, I just realized that the things that allowed me to be successful in this business, I needed to apply to other parts of my life, which is persistence, fortitude, patience, um, having a long-term goal, right? Not looking for the immediate result. And uh, how would you say that those things uh, really helped you because i mean obviously there's a lot of that stuff that goes on in your job how did how did that stuff play into you sticking with the business so the interesting thing is um, i'm used to you know high energy quick response uh, dangerous very high intense scenarios, let's say mm. that. And then you get into an industry like this where basically the motto is hurry up and wait. Yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, kind of like the military. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is just, uh, you know, you have so many resources on the website. Uh, there's so many other good podcasts out there that you can listen to and other, uh, other people that are in this industry like Tom Hegna. And then, you know, personal self-development, find some good books out there to read, find some, some healthy podcasts to listen to, to constantly drill that stuff into your head that the overnight success has been 20 years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if I could probably, you know, use the matrix to install something in everybody's head, it would be right. don't quit on the precipice of success. Right. I mean, it's, it's just around the corner. The other thing I learned today is I've been, you know, whenever I get into something, I get into it 300%. So, you know, I've been spending probably about an hour and a half, two hours a day studying physical fitness, how do muscles get built? You know, how do you uh, activate atrophy in your muscles and all that kind of stuff? I was listening to a podcast this morning about five o'clock in the morning. And, um, and he was talking about that thing where, you know, most people quit right on the precipice of success. Yep. You know, they get frustrated with the process and, uh, and uh, they, uh, they quit. The other thing he talked about, which I thought was really interesting, is um, he talked about uh, max reps and about uh, building muscle uh, through the process of, of uh, reaching a point of failure, failure. Yeah. right? And he said they did a study where um, people would, uh, you know, lift on their own and then determine what their failure rate is. And then they had those same people uh, have a personal trainer with them 
and then pushed them and they found that their failure rate when they were alone and their failure rate with a personal trainer was about 50% different. Like people would stop halfway. And so it's really interesting in this business where I think that happens a lot too, where we don't really know where our failure rate is. We think we're failing here, but actually we're succeeding or, or we're on the precipice of success and we don't realize it. It's really hard to self-evaluate where you are at any given time. You can do way more than you think you can. You can get out of your comfort zone way more than you think you can. And uh, that comes down to, you know, in our business, we call agents, we work with partners. And not everybody is a partner with us, but we all want them to be partners. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how, how do you think that fits into both our relationship and, you know, coming from the fire department, I'm sure that's a pretty important uh, part of the relationship there too. You know, camaraderie is, is a huge thing. And I, I do feel like this, uh, this organization that you've built it does kind of feel like an extended family. A lot of that family is uh, a relationship through phone calls and Zoom meetings and things like that. Um, but the main thing you just said is that not to get frustrated with yourself too easily. And I will say this is, um, you know, there, there's a lot of big players in this organization. And one of the most detrimental things that uh, maybe a newer uh, agent could do to themselves is to play the comparison game mm. to a Chad Owen, to a Lyle Boss, to a Brad Pistol. These guys have been doing it for a long time right. and they're super, super sharp. And I've read a really interesting quote the other day. I think it was Teddy Roosevelt. He said, um, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. So, you know, when you have a win, I, I've, I've, done it, man. I've done it to where I've spent three hours answering questions uh, for a client and he did a $10,000 MIGA, you know, as it was like a hundred dollar commission or something. Yeah. But uh, it's a learning experience. But if I, and I was excited about it because I did it, I was able to stay in the game with them. But if I would have went home and compared myself to uh, any of those people that I talked to and any number of other people that are in this organization, um, it, it would have killed myself. It would have killed my motivation. It would have killed my drive and I, I would have been gone. Yeah, that, that's, boy, that's a really uh, important thing for people to hear. Um, you know, we've talked about that a lot over the years, especially in 2000, uh, when a lot of agents had, you know, the rug pulled out from under them because of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, of course, agents that had big books of AUM just sailed right through it. You know, they didn't even have to talk to their clients uh, to maintain their revenues. And a lot of guys got really discouraged. And I felt like my job in 2020 was mostly being a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to help everybody hold it together and, and keep their heads up. Um, yeah, comparison you know, compare yourself to your potential uh, that you're trying to accomplish, not someone else's destination. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Jordan Peterson said, uh, only compare yourself to who you were yesterday. 
Yeah. And success isn't always success. You know, I, I, I meet a lot of agents that are quote unquote successful and uh, they don't have partnership. You know, their, their FMO is someone that they're using and their FMO is using them. Uh, they're not happy in their relationships with their spouses and their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always chasing that rabbit, you know, and, and they're, they have no uh, satisfaction with uh, uh, any amount of accomplishment. So, I mean, you can be successful and super unhappy. And what's the point of that? Too? Absolutely. Right. thousand I mean, percent. The bottom line is, we're, you know, if you live in America, you're probably better off than just about anybody you know, the vast majority of the world. So perspective is super, super important. You do. And you got, you got to keep those type of things in perspective, Mm. especially in the hard times. Yeah. Um, Nothing wrong with having goals and things like that. We all need to be a little hard on ourselves. Like I, like we talked about, you know, your, your, uh, your max reps are way more than you think they are. Absolutely. Um, But don't destroy yourself in the process. Um, So, you know, we've been working together, you know, a little over four years now. Going back, what are some of the things you would have done differently? Like, you know, talking about success and reaching goals, is there anything that you would have changed uh, or anything you would have taken more advantage of? If you could talk to your old self, what would that conversation look like? I would, (laughs) I have a a very unique tendency to overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. because of my personality, it's a very uh, melancholy, uh, calculated type personality where I want to know details and I want to know all of them. And one thing I do remember you telling me is uh, don't be lazy, you know, read the disclosure. You have to be able to answer these questions if they're asked, Mm -hmm. but you don't need to volunteer every single detail of the product. And again, that goes back to uh, what you taught me about solution selling. So I've, if I had any advice for, for old Marty or young, younger Marty, I would say, uh, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Find the need, find the gap in their retirement plan. Uh, reach out to Tony more often for, <laughs> for advice and um, just keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate this. Yeah. And it's not like I have all the answers. It's just, you know, once again, partnership, right? We're working on this together. It's funny whenever someone tells me like what I've told them in the past, I'm like, Hmm, I'm going to piss some people off around along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a good thing, but yeah, no, I I think that, you know, having that coach to challenge you and to tell you things that other people aren't willing to challenge it. You know, that was, that was one of the things I really missed in this business is, for a while until I got the right partners is having someone that was willing to put the relationship at risk to tell me what I needed to hear. Uh, that's, that's a really good point. Um, Cause this it just popped in my head. I, I would say, uh, I knew you would always give me the time that I needed, but I also knew in the back of my head, this guy's not going to let me waste his time either. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's all valuable. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Um, We all have to be, you know, we only, I always say, uh, I did a sermon one time and the whole uh, crux of the sermon at my church is like, we only have two assets on this earth, money and time. 
Yep. And we're stewards of both. We don't, neither of them belong to us. We got to make the most out of them. Um, so let's go ahead and end this on this. I think, you know, being a firefighter, obviously you're a person who wants to serve people. How do you, uh, how do you feel that ties into your business? Uh, you know, is, is there an analogous uh, statement you could make and how uh, your professional career as a firefighter and paramedic fits into this business? Absolutely. Because um, I was at the firehouse yesterday. Last night after dinner, we were sitting around and we, um, we watched that new Bernie Madoff documentary on Netflix. Mm. And it's, it's a four series uh, documentary. And Tony, I was sitting there, my blood was boiling the whole time. The amount of times that the SEC went into that guy's office, the amount of times that they were tipped off and did nothing, nothing. Mm. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And more and more people got hurt because of that. These people aren't looking out for you. Mm. You know, the traditional world of finance, uh, they're not on your side. And there's a really good book called The, uh, the Pirates of Manhattan uh, that walk you through all of that, how that whole uh, industry works. So I would say if there's um, any type of uh, analogy between, uh, you know, saving people that find themselves in bad situations and what I'm doing with this business is I'm saving people's retirement. I'm protecting them from the wolf of wall street. Mm. You know, those people out there uh, that want your money, they're going to tell you whatever you need to hear to make you feel like, Oh, well, if I keep risking my money, there's going to be a bigger reward at the end of the rainbow. Uh, there, there isn't, there isn't. So I, I very much intertwine these two professions because I feel like I am, uh, I am saving the community in a way in, in both, in both sides. Hmm. That's awesome. It's important to have passion in this business. You got to have a why. And uh, you know, for any of you out there that, you know, you got to take your personal experience and then turn that into a why, um, you know, your own personal finances. I've had so many partners where it's their, you know, the death of a father that left a mother, without money, all these kinds of personal ex experiences that cause you to get in this business and wanna help people. And then you gotta create that story so people know why you're doing this business and why it's important to you. Um, well, I'd just like to congratulate you, first of all, you know, not, that, not for anybody to compare themselves to you, but you just had your biggest year ever. Uh, and did yes. more production last year, uh, part-time than uh, many agents do full-time, so. Uh, thank you for sticking with it. Thank you for being our partner. Um, it's, uh, you know, you're one of those uh, guys that uh, I'm so proud of uh, and what you've been able to accomplish and, and how you stuck through it to, to make it all work. So thanks. Thanks for working with us. No, I, I appreciate everything. And, and same to you. I, I, I know your, your story growing up because I've heard it from you and, and your brother. That's a, uh, tremendous uh, amount of adversity to overcome to become the successful men and, and not just financially but uh, your families and, and your communities um, I have a lot of respect for you oh, I appreciate you. everything you've done for me
Thank you, Marty. Thank you. Uh, well, everybody, if you'd like to find out more about us, uh, just go to annuityagentsalliance.com. We got a lot of resources on there. Uh, click like and subscribe. Uh, follow our podcast on YouTube or any place else you can get it. And uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again. Thanks for listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Anthony Owen. For more information on how Annuity Agents Alliance will help you build your annuity business, go to annuityagentsalliance.com. If you're watching on YouTube, please do us a favor and don't forget to hit that like button. Also, don't forget to subscribe and ring that bell to be notified of future podcasts. If listening on a podcast channel, please leave your rating and review if you like the show. The information and opinions expressed here by third parties or guests are believed to be reliable, but the information cannot be verified or guaranteed by Annuity Agents Alliance. The opinions of guests do not necessarily represent those of Annuity Agents Alliance or its partners. The prior information does not represent tax, legal, or investment advice and is for licensed financial professional use only.